Hello, everyone. I'm Len Vermillion, Editor-in-Chief of Control Magazine and ControlGlobal.com. I want to welcome you to another edition of the Control Amplified podcast. And today we're talking with Dustin Johnson, who is the Chief Technology Officer at Seek, which, of course, provides analytic software to the process industries. Before we get started, I wanted to say we're going to discuss a, a topic here that's on a lot of minds these days, generative AI. The emergence of Gen AI over the last two years has ushered in some new and exciting possibilities for manufacturers. Really, that includes the potential to reshape the way process organizations analyze data, optimize their processes, and really make critical decisions. And Dustin's here to talk about that. So with that, I want to welcome in Dustin. Dustin, thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Happy to be here. Great. The first thing we all need to know, and I'd like to know, is what is the result of combining something like Gen AI, large language models, and advanced analytic techniques? In short, uh, better, faster decisions, which result in less waste and more profits and innovation. Okay. Uh, but, you know, breaking that down, there are a few right. key points, uh, you know, enhanced decision making. Right by uh, by pro providing summaries and detailed explanations in natural language, it's easier for domain experts to understand the full picture and make a data-driven decision with better accuracy. Um, generative AI capabilities will enable domain experts to iterate faster, right, leading to uh, higher efficiency of analysis, uh, and then more predictive power. Right, AI brings more horsepower to bear while also making suggestions that one might not have considered previously. Um, and then, you know, there's the really important piece, and I think we see this a lot uh, at Seek, which is, you know, onboarding and training, right? You can, uh, generative AI can do a lot to mitigate the challenges created by skill shortages, by upskilling operational SM, SMEs, right, in, uh, in days or weeks, um, and reduce employee frustration and increase innovation and in fun workspaces. Um, so that, that helps with, uh, with talent attraction uh, mm -hmm. and just, you know, general upskilling employees. And you mentioned those domain experts. That's obviously who our listeners are here today. That would be people like process engineers and operators. They would fit in into this combination. So how can they leverage Gen AI tools to help them be more efficient and productive with their time? Maybe you can give even some examples of that. Sure. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, if I picture, you know, frontline SMEs and operators, I think they'll benefit in a few, few ways, right? They'll be uh, faster and more efficient with what they're doing already, what they're doing today. But they can unlock additional approaches uh, that might be out of reach or cumbersome to use, right? New tools or or, uh, or capabilities. Uh, for example, uh, if the AI can quickly generate some Python to pull data from a new API or process data in a new way, that empowers the engineer working with the analytics immensely, right? They'll have more time to do things that they're not able to get to today, you know, like more preventative or proactive explorations, uh, perhaps more autonomous initiatives and, and the like. And one thing I know from covering technology, writing about, talking about it, is there are always current, there's limitations and risks associated with everything. So when we talk about using Gen AI for data analysis, what are those uh, limitations and risk? And, you know, what are the, just really the new challenges that this technology introduces? Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. I mean, this is this is a whole new uh, technology uh, realm we're talking about here. This isn't an, an iteration, it's more mm -hmm. a, a revolution, right? Mm -hmm. And so just to name a, a few, there's data challenges, 
you know, generative AI models have typically been trained on giant public data sets that represent human knowledge, kind of common human knowledge, generally sourced from the internet, and they lack any private data knowledge. And training these models with the domain-specific private data is like onerous and technically difficult. So, uh, you know, data engineering is a major consideration for success. And it may also be challenging to remove some inherent biases present in that training data, you know, potentially leading to inaccurate results. Um, there's also a lack of transparency, you know, complex gen generative AI models act as a black box and may lack interpretability, uh, making it challenging to explain their decision-making processes. In fact, actually, I'm, I'm pretty excited um, about ongoing research in this area to extract a concise, you know, an understandable model uh, from a generative AI algorithm. So you can really see what it's thinking in a way that you can't uh, with current technologies. And that can be a bit unnerving uh, for, for people. Um, right. And then there's also data privacy and security concerns, and they must be addressed when deploying uh, sensitive into sensitive industries. And, and you bring up those, you know, um, things that make people nervous, I guess is a good way to say it. Because mm -hmm. it's new and, and different. Um, so a lot of misconceptions out there about Gen AI. Um, maybe what there are in the consumer world, there are in the manufacturing world. So it's, when we're talking about process manufacturers, what should they be aware of before using it specifically for data analysis? Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely, right? So. I think, you know, a lot of misconceptions, uh, definitely, you know, like uh, generative AI is a tool that requires human oversight, right? It doesn't replace the human. It doesn't replace the need for a domain expert to really complement the the enabling, the, the, the force enhancement uh, that generative AI uh, can bring to bear. It certainly doesn't replace that intelligent human uh, that that's guiding it right it's it's not uh, it's not a, a big corporate or you know machine overlord um, it's you know very much a, a tool um, powerful tool but a tool um, and uh, instant results right there's a misconception out there that you know you, you type in something it's going to give you instant results well that that's true right generative AI does give very impressive uh, results across a wide domain of of topics um, but to really specialize that for our industry, right? For industrial manufacturing, you've got to build and train and tune uh, that AI to make it effective. It takes a lot of time and effort to do that. You just don't see it in you know consumer-facing products, mm -hmm. and so it might not be a magic bullet uh, for for all solutions. Um, and you know, off-the-shelf solutions may not yield optimal or even reasonable results. It seems like every time I talk about this, I'm, I'm, we're, we go into this area of let's make sure everybody knows that <laughs> the robots aren't taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and there, there, there are examples of cap of this capability gap, right, between the current AI offerings and the needs of process industries as well, right? There's lots of value in bridging that gap, uh, which is why Seek is working to infuse AI into our product offerings to help bridge that gap into the process industries. So getting started with this and if I'm in a manufacturing um, use uh, how can manufacturers then assess what their organizational readiness is for using gen ai for data analytics yeah absolutely right so they just just sort of you know thinking thinking out loud here right so there's there's data quality um, you have to evaluate uh, the quality and accessibility of your internal data right the data that your your enterprise has you have to make sure it's it's high quality um, low noise, 
Um, that's really essential for training uh, a generative AI uh, system. And this is nothing new, right? Like training uh, ML or AI systems are, are very, very susceptible to injecting noise uh, or just bad data into the process, right? You know, bad data in, bad data out. So really making sure that the quality of the data uh, being fed in is representative of the type of quality that you that you want out. Um, then there's, of course, just the, the people aspect of it. Do you have the expertise on staff? Does your organization have that expertise uh, to do you know, the data science and, and AI tasks necessary? Um, and you may have to develop or, or, or hire in that area. Um, right. Then there's also uh, the infrastructure. Right. Uh, ensure you have the the necessary hardware, computational infrastructure, and data capabilities. Sometimes we're talking about massive amounts of data, uh, especially if you're trying to do uh, generative AI hosting uh, or large language model development yourself. I mean, these are just massively complicated uh, mm -hmm. training systems uh, and then and then hosting systems. And then this one, I think you know, folks don't immediately jump to when thinking about some of these challenges, but uh, internal alignment. Right. You know, like. As we were talking about before, generative AI is a new beast. There's lots of misconceptions out there, um, both overstating its capabilities and understating uh, its capabilities. And it brings with it uh, new concerns around data privacy, uh, reliability, uh, suitability. Right? I've seen concerns around this area grind projects to a halt. So it's best to get internal alignment sooner rather than later. If you don't mind, I just want to give you an opportunity here to kind of talk about Seek and your role with some of these manufacturers who would be your clients at this point. How do you help them get ready or understand what they need to get ready? What's the process here? Do people just come to you and buy the software or do you want to, are you stepping in with them? Yeah, it's a, it's a great, great yeah. question. So I think, you know, as, as an, as an, uh, a leader in the advanced analytics space, for industrial manufacturing today, we see it as our job to bring constantly bring in new techniques and new technologies um, to bear for our customers in our industry, right? We see ourselves as a member of a community uh, here and our job in, in, in this community is to be on the lookout for these new capabilities and then harness them uh, for the industrial manufacturing sector. Um, you know, the, 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 the companies that, that power our very way of life, right? It's a uh, it's an important goal here, and so generative AI is is and just AI and ML in general is nothing new to us, right? These these are technologies and techniques that we've been working with for a long time, um, and we see shepherding them in um, in our existing platform, our existing data analytics uh, platform, as an important next step. Tactically, how we're how we're doing that is by integrating generative AI into our user interface. And we intend to lace it throughout many areas of our workflow to make uh, standard tasks easier, uh, to unlock new ideas uh, and, uh, and approaches that may not have been obvious um, at the beginning, and to reduce training. Um, and, uh, and we're constantly looking for new ways of, uh, of integrating it even further into our DNA. Before we... Um finalize our podcast here today what advice would you have for manufacturers looking to use gen ai especially with advanced analytics yeah yeah it's great so i mean i i think investing in in the skills right to to train your workforce uh into 
into uh, into doing the data science and AI. And that's really if you intended to do it yourself, right? If you intend to start Greenfield from scratch and bring in, you know, generative AI or any sort of ML or AI uh, solution, it's you know having having the skills on hand to do that is really important. Now, if you're using uh, a platform like Seek, we've done a lot of that for you. Uh, so you you may be able to. Uh, to get away with lighter uh, investment uh, in that area, um, but certainly like data governance to go back to to uh, to the importance of data, right? Nothing's going to stop the need to have quality data um, to, uh, to to feed in, whether that's generative AI or whether that's um, the the types of analysis that Seek does. That's that's pretty important as well, um, and you can start small with these things, right? So at Seek, uh, we're starting small uh, with integrating generative AI into our, our code platform, Python coding platform, where uh, we are leveraging generative AI to remove the blank sheet of paper problem, right? You can you can communicate with the AI, you can tell it what it's trying to do, and it will plop out the 90% good uh, framework for you to start from, right? So you don't need to look up all the specific functions and, and what they do. You can get a good solid starting spot right for your use case, right? And so we're starting there, um, and we think that that's a good value versus um, uh, intrusion. Um, trade-off there. And uh, and so if you're going to develop a generative AI solution in-house, I suggest something similar to that, right? Where you you don't start with the uh, the end-all be-all of, of uh, data uh, science projects. You start with um, something that maybe hasn't been possible before or, you know, something at the periphery um, to, to go on. And then, you know, just in general, we're, we are in uh, the modern world here and continuous learning is a big deal, you know, so constantly staying up to date. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, probably you don't have uh, a problem with that. Um, mm -hmm. You're already being introduced to new new technologies. Um, and uh, so that's a, a good thing to check off the list. And then lastly, I think you can you can look for partners and peers in this space, you know, like Seek um, to give to get lessons learned, um, you know, and sometimes outright solutions. Right. Uh, the raw capabilities of some large language models are quite impressive, but it can be deceptively difficult to harness their power beyond a surface level. Uh, we're still in the very early days, and we in the industrial manufacturing sector should look to each other as a community to drive innovation. Great advice, and we should probably let people go and uh, start planning their implementation of Gen AI, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> organizational structure. So anyway, Dustin, thank you for being here. Great conversation, great information. And I look forward to talking to you more about this in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to your viewers for their time as well. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.